Today we have uh, Bitcoin Meister, uh, the the disrupt Meister. Uh, thank you for coming on. I, I've been listening to to your work for a while. I know you've been making podcasts for years. I don't even know how long you've been doing it for. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Pound that like button. The first one, Galt. It's great to be here. You were an original. I've been following your career since before. 2013, since before I bought my first two Bitcoin, since before I did my first bot podcast or whatever you want to call it, YouTube video in the, the fall of 2013, you you were around the anarchist type of circles or an anarcho-capitalist type talking stuff with some interesting dudes, with some pretty lowly dudes too, like... Uh, the guy down in, in Mexico from uh, Canada originally, I don't say his name. He believed in the yes. Shemitah. He believed in the Shemitah. He who that, shall not be named. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that dude. But whatever, man, you're laid back anyway. You do, you know, if someone mm -hmm. becomes a complete creature, you you leave them in the dust. That that dude went wild. Um, but yeah. no, you you were into a diversification of financial thought. Uh, before I was, <laughs> um, it, it was that diversification of financial thought that getting away from mainstream uh, financial thinking that got me interested in Bitcoin <laughs> in 2011 and, and finally got me to, to buy Bitcoin in 2013. So uh, this dude, Juan Gott, has been, a lot of people don't, <laughs> I mean, since you are a smart guy and you, you are a unique beast, most people don't know who you are because most people are 80 percenters and they just uh, like, well, Pump, I know who Pump is or I know who whoever's <laughs> the latest flavor of the month. And Pump is a smart guy too. But, but you know all the popular yes, yeah. people, out, all, all the popular. Yeah, yeah, they're really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Juan yeah. Galt's been around longer than all these guys. I mean, I mean, some of the kids now, I mean, when you started, you know, making your presence known in social media, they were like 10 years old. And stuff. I mean, it's, 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 and that's no exaggeration. It's, that's it's, crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, there are some smart kids now in the Bitcoin space mm -hmm. that are like a few that have just graduated college. And thus when Juan Galt started making his videos, started talking about economics and everything, they were the single digits in age. I mean, literally this is, this is amazing. So it's, it's, it's great to talk to we're you. Growing old man. Well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> one one way of looking at it. You're growing wise. Oh, Everyone should be growing wise. But if they could sure. mention us all these years. I mean, I mean so for me, uh, you know, this is now the third time I've seen Bitcoin, you know, have a down market, whatever they want to call it. And it's just, it's old hand to me. But since most people don't learn from the past and just go with the flavors of the month and this time around, everybody wanted yield. So everyone was getting into these third party. Uh, and some of these third parties were pumped by supposedly trusted influencers. Dudes, make up your own minds. It's not the influencers' faults that you mm -hmm. don't understand that one of the main reasons people got into Bitcoin was to be their own bank to control their, their own money, control their financial destiny. And when you start going for yield, you're putting your Bitcoin, turning it into stable coins, giving it to the third party. Oh yeah, I'm getting 10% return. You, you really don't get it, do you, man? Like, like that, that pe some people are gonna have to learn the hard way. And this has been learning the hard way for people. They've lost their- So true. They've lost their- money, whatever you want to call it. It's not Bitcoin. Well, some people have directly lost Bitcoin, but they they turned it into, into Luna. They turned it into this. They turned it into that. And it just, it, it disappears like that. And now they're screaming. They're bitter. They're angry. They're blaming other people. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture, people. Pound that like button. Now you're living it. You see what I meant <laughs> by that, people. But most of them are like, oh, I want Elizabeth Warren to go find these people. You pathetic trolls. Now you're begging Elizabeth Warren and people like her. And even if you directly are not saying, I want Elizabeth Warren to punish these people, you're saying, let's send the Luna guy in Korea to jail because he stole my money. Dudes, it's your personal responsibility. Why did you want these yields? Why? What, what the heck? I mean, you. I mean, it's natural to, to want to make money, et cetera, et cetera. But it was your fault. You sent it. To this dude, you turned your Bitcoin into mm. Luna. Why? Why? I, this is, 
Cool. Because I was greedy. Okay, great. Now, did you learn your lesson? Half the people didn't. So they'll fuel the next, whatever the next big thing is. Some of these guys probably were involved in ICOs before that, that some people will never learn. Do I feel, I mean, I feel bad for their families, I guess, if they, they made some horrible financial decisions. Mm -hmm. But I'm not here to bail them out. I'm not here to, to create a movement around them. To, Let's get some regulation. This is, right. what is going on now is a natural cleansing of the environment. It is awesome. It's like when the ICOs got naturally yeah. cleansed too. It shows that, and so the people who do their own research, who understand what controlling their, it's so, Bitcoin is so simple. It's just unconfiscatable, uncensorable, permissionless, no third parties. But when you start to, you know, mix these third parties in, that's where you're going to have a hard time, okay? But the same thing is true with Wells Fargo. Or, you know, some of these banks, they can have bail-ins and, and, and stuff. You know not to get into that. Why don't you know not to get into third parties holding your wealth in if it's somehow mixed with cryptocurrency? Oh, because Mr. Influencer had advertisements about it on his show. Okay. That, again, you're blaming That's, someone else. Yeah. Mr. Influencer, I mean, he's, in a sense... He's got to make money somehow. Does well, he doesn't have they're to? Just shilling it, yeah. He sh He's got to sell a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to come up with every issue. In the end of the day, the advertisement didn't make you do it. I mean, are you that weak-minded that because Mr. Influencer had an advertisement for BlockFi or for whatever, that you are now like, oh, yeah, third parties holding my Bitcoin are great. Yield is awesome. Ye okay. If you want yield, on your Bitcoin, I've been preaching one thing for a long time. It's called crypto dividends. They have forks and freaking airdrops. They've been happening for years and years and years. You get the free B cash. You get the free B gold. This is in the past uh, when there's a fork. Half the people are like, oh, Roger Ver is a criminal. I'll never, I'll never do his B cash thing. I'll never do that. But wait a second, it's free. You don't buy what he what what, what he created there. But we got yeah. all those forks. You sell it, yeah. You, you sell, sell it, it for big. There's your yield. Yeah. With so many people, and that's why it's a crypto dividend, baby. No risk at mm -hmm. all. There's no risk. There's no giving up your private key at all when there's a a, a fork and when there's a. Uh, but yeah, right. people, whatever they wanted to do third party stuff. But that is the beauty of Bitcoin. Um, that that if people hate, if people think Bitcoin should be something different, fork off. And I encourage them to do it. And I know there's going to be an ESG Bitcoin because, you know, so, some of the crying now is like, why don't we all conform and change the Bitcoin community into something oh that's more accepting that of the races and the women and the environment and the this and that environmental, and if you are against the environment, you're racist. So we need mm -hmm. ESG Bitcoin. And great, great, great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Create it. Have someone really rich and famous pump it. And have a, a, a hardcore Bitcoiner switch all of a sudden. We'll get it for free. God willing, it's worth 10% of a Bitcoin. We'll get instant 10% yield on our Bitcoin no risk. Mm -hmm. They can sell all their Bitcoin. They're going to be what, the ones buying our free ESG Bitcoin. Good for them. They're losers. And because we know in the end of the day, it'll, we saw what happened with Bcash. Uh, but they, people don't learn their lessons. Uh, and, yeah. and so that'll be, that's how you don't have to turn into Luna. You just wait patiently, long-term thinking. These wackos out there are the, the, the social social media pressure fitting in whatever you want to call it it's going to come about again so there's a fork so there's this that and the other and be, we being long-term thinkers don't do anything crazy like buying what we get for free you sell what you get for free so uh just this time around compared to 2018 crash um i don't know it seemed, uh, one positive thing is like you can still get a job in this space. Sure, coin some of these, uh, some of the really big boys uh, hired way too many people, and so they're firing people. Mm -hmm. But if you could, the beauty of the world that we live in today, you contact some of these founders of smaller organizations, um, and you just tell them they might not even be advertising a job, 
you just say what you can do for them, how much it'll cost. And, and you know, present yourself in a, in a professional manner and, and really show what you can do. Yeah. You get a job. I believe that. I still believe yeah, this. I think you're right. So, so, so last time around, I think we saw a lot of businesses. Just oh, there's no work. Yeah. We're just uh, like was, this, market. This, this, this is different. But the, the, what I see on the other side of the spectrum, what I see different is just there are a lot more bitter people that on social media and a lot, just a, a lot more anger and confusion on, on social media. Uh, because I think a lot of people got, got into this yield thing. They, they really got into this yield thing. And well, there's a lot. And, and the yield thing, the, the yield thing played out in the, in the crypto and like Ethereum and, and, and DeFi market. But I think on, on the Bitcoin side of the market and you're, 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 you know, more of a Bitcoin maximalist or maybe, uh, would you, would you consider yourself a maximalist or like a shitcoin minimalist? How do you, how do you, oh, well, you see, that's the thing. I, that's another thing I've never bought into. Like, I would say I'm a Bitcoin right. firster because I believe that Bitcoin is, is mm -hmm. the best one. It's the simplest sure. one. It's, it's, it, um, but I, I don't, I am a confident decentralist. That is what I, I think it would be great if we had more confident decentralists who could be like, Bitcoin's awesome, but it's fine that Ethereum exists too. We don't need to be centralized through one cryptocurrency where we're forcing everyone you must be a hold bitcoin or else you're an idiot or else you're and you're going to go and ethereum is going to go down the tubes ethereum is a scam ethereum is this and i only feel confident in what i believe in is if, if these things disappear no let them true decentralization of your mind you accept that there are going to be a lot of other things out there forever okay and you're not threatened mm -hmm. by it. So I, I, I consider myself a confident decentralist who, you know, focuses on Bitcoin. But I see a point of Ethereum. I'm not blind to that, 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 that people want yield and people want this and people want NFTs and people want all the Bitcoin is not complex enough to, to, to provide a lot of the things that Ethereum directly can uh, provide. But what were you saying? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm with you on that. And that's kind of to some degree how i think about it I, i'm curious it's interesting to hear how people describe this issue because it's kind of like a constant conversation but i think that the the equivalent of of the of the DeFi yield kind of marketing scam that took the crypto people the equivalent for bitcoin was this uh s the stock to flow model it seems to me right like the promises like like we were gonna hit a hundred thousand two hundred three hundred five hundred right um how do you feel about that stuff from this vantage point? I don't know how you felt about it at the time. Well, I, I, thought, like, I thought it became obvious it people were pedestaling this guy. And I'm against pedestaling. It became a religion. It became a cult. And I don't like anything that becomes a cult. But we are living in an amazing time. This is the first time in the history of mankind that people have built, um, have formed tribes around money this is the first time that people have become tribalistic about money we people have been tribalistic about religion people have been tribalistic about sports teams people have been tribalistic about nation this is the first time people have been tribalistic about money and so they became way too and so they start to pedestal individuals inside of the tribe uh and worship them blindly without thinking sure. And then when it all comes crashing down and, and they see it's not true, they blame those people. It's their own fault for worshiping these people like gods, for worshiping fancy sets and graphics. He had fancy sets. He had fancy graphics. People worship these, these charts. They blindly worship them. Mm. So, yeah, it wasn't true. Okay, big deal. Uh, whatever. Is it the end of it? Bitcoin doesn't care. That's not, but yeah, people put way too much uh, yeah. of their just beliefs. Yeah, understanding. Yeah, I think I think it's you know it's it's curious to hear. Yeah, like, I think it's easy to as a maximalist to look at the at the stuff happening in Ethereum, being like, "Wow, I can't believe you fell for that stuff." But clearly, we're still vulnerable to it, right? It seems like there's a lot of, um, I mean, there's this this sort of conversation happening around like you know, max toxic maximalism versus uh, like the scammy sort of uh, crazy marketing that happens on the other side of like the crypto market. Um, 
and, and and I think the critique that we get a lot is that there's a kind of intellectual rigidity or intellectual sort of um yeah like an intellectual rigidity to the bitcoin maximalists um I, you know i think that the experience has sort of to some degree brought us here but how do you how do you think about that i think some bitcoin maximalists are stuck in a very small world where social media is uber important to bitcoin let me tell you something these big in uh industrial size investors whatever you want to call them they don't care what uh, Peter McCormick tweets out. They don't care what Juan Galt tweets out. They don't care how that Udi is is no longer eating meat, or who you know, or that Nick Carter finally realizes that people are mean or something. I mean, they don't. They don't <laughs> you know, so the the whole Bitcoin maximalist, you know, is destroying Bitcoin. Is destroying the Bitcoin vibe. Most people who own Bitcoin, they don't know social media Bitcoin at all. So mm. to me, I think it's it, the intellectual rigidity, um, the, that some people are not in touch with the reality that some people want different things from cryptocurrency. Uh, and then that they're, and then that they get angry about it on social media and make it appear like a cult. Um, mm. That's there, but it, it's not going to like stop the mother from Omaha from buying Bitcoin, but she's not on Twitter. Most Twitter is not the entire world. And a lot of people have forgotten that on both sides of the argument. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there who are smart people, okay, who worship social media clout so much. So when they get called out on there, they become panic stricken. And, and I, I don't want to be mean here, okay? Nick Carter, forever, it's so obvious he cares about social media clout. He really does. And that is a weak point of him. And it just shows that a genius like that, um, that no one is perfect, okay? Uh, yeah. And, you, you know, he now, now, now he's, say, he's saying how toxic, he's saying how toxic Bitcoin maximalists can be on social media. Okay, that's true. Tough luck. Be a man about it. Like, mm -hmm. Nick's, Nick's been toxic about certain things to certain people. So oh, yeah. I remember when the virus came out. I don't know if his tweet is still available then. He was panic-stricken. He said people would be committing suicide online. He said something like that. And I don't know what Over happened to that. And he, he manned up after that. He didn't become a – soon after that, he didn't talk about the virus anymore, okay? But at first, he was like right. a little girl about it, saying people were going to be killing themselves online about, about the virus. I remember this – uh, like very, very, very early on, but it, it shows you that no one is perfect. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to pick on Nick Carter or anything, but he's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. as of recording this today, he, you know, the, I think it, it was so, it's so obvious. He, he, he's worried about social, he made it completely obvious now. He's, he's worried about it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not really sure what, what he said that was so egregious. I'm, I'm still kind of like, like, I read the article, you know, like, yeah, he kind of like took some shots at, at, at the, at the Bitcoin culture, I guess, but. Like do like do you do people really think that everything is a scam? I know they say it on Twitter, like everything by Bitcoin is a scam. Like they they'll sort of meme that, but like you have to at some point recognize like okay, capitalism requires equity and you know like there are other things than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a money, and you need to be able to buy stuff with money. And there's other financial structures that make sense within within reason, right? Like equities, at the very least, equity is important, right? That's still useful, right? Does everyone think, are there real people out there who think everything's a scam? Well, the word scam has been redefined by our buddy, the great Tone Bays. Uh, I don't think that was the best contribution to the community, uh, <laughs> but early on, uh, uh, but whatever, the, the Tone really defined, redefined what the word scam meant. Um, scam. One coin's a scam. A BitConnect's a scam. Yeah. They're, they're trying to rip people off. And a tone extended that to anything that was outside of Bitcoin. So a whole generation of people 
from before the 2018 crash. Some real OGs out there, you know, you, you bought into that. And, you know, Tone is entitled to, to his opinion about that. He has a little... You know, he is a, a guy I respect so much in this space. Uh, so I do think, uh, and Tone has no control over those people who, you know, I don't think Tone could have ever envisioned um, tw crypto Twitter growing as, as large as it did uh, and, you know, creating these, you know, red-eyed guys out there that are really vicious defenders of Bitcoin to the end and, you know, it's kind of cool that Bitcoin does have that. Big, Bitcoin that is, is the only cryptocurrency that's cultish following is that strong. And way back in the day, it, it, if, who, if there wasn't a tone base, who knows how that would have developed. So uh, it's something tone base should be very uh, proud of, that he had such an early influence on what has become something that is so hated by some people now. I don't hate the Bitcoin Inquisition, okay? I deal with it, all right? I ignore, I like, if I get sent to the Bitcoin Inquisition and that's what happened to Nick, he couldn't take it for a second. He had one tweet that says he invested in, you know, his fund, invested in something that wasn't exactly Bitcoin. He gets attacked by the Bitcoin Inquisition mm -hmm. and he has to write an article about it. He has to retweet something about it so his article wasn't that shocking or anything like that but yeah like the, the worst thing that he that like the only thing there that i'm like really kind of let's say upset about is that he invested in a company that it seems to be advancing sort of biometric sort of kyc stuff for wallets but like that's you know like if you're looking at it as an investor, like, yeah, that there's probably, there's probably a bet there that you can make because, you know, clearly we haven't won that side of the, of the battle yet. Um, and then he said like all wallets are going to be forced. So at least sort of he, he suggested, you know, tweet that, that all wallets are going to be forced to KYC stuff, which I don't know if it's true or if that's exactly what he meant. But like, other than that, like, I don't understand why people are fr like freaking out about it. Well, I mean, that's um, because some people are, I mean, that's a big threat to some people, you know, conspiring yeah. with the government indirectly or directly, you know, you yeah. know, being a, 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 bad, a, like, a follower of the, the, the school of thought of the Elizabeth Warrens of the world. Yeah. It, if you didn't think someone was like that beforehand right. and you worship them and put them on a pedestal, like people put Nick Carter on a pedestal, Nick brought up some great points. Like if you've actually been paying attention to me, you'll, you'll see that I invest in other things. It's very, that's all he had to say. That's all he had to do. Yeah. But because he believes in social media clout so much and he's emotional, he, he, uh, he, 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 he went, played, he played into their hands and stuff. He fed the Just, trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fed the trolls. So with me, it's been so simple. Don't care about social media clout and just, just let, let the Bitcoin Inquisition attack you. Ignore them. Ignore them. Don't, don't worry about it. But he played right into it. Because of right. his weakness, because of the social media clout crap that I recognized with him in him pretty, you know, I wouldn't say long ago, but lo longer ago than, than most people did. But hey, that's his personality and everything. And Nick mm -hmm. is welcome to be Nick. I love reading Nick. I love. I think he's really smart. I think you can learn a lot from him. But I think you can learn he's a lot. From, yeah. I, I think you can learn a lot from this entire situation. Okay. Like. There are different clicks within Bitcoin social media. Let them be. Let them be. You don't have to destroy anyone. You can, um, you know, if you don't like what Nick, if you don't like the, the companies Nick Carter is investing in, don't use their wallets. Okay. Don't, don't, don't do it. Just don't, don't do it. You, you don't trust what he's investing in. Okay. You don't invest in it and you don't use the products and that's it. And you move on. You don't waste your time. Like I am into creation not destruction. And I think a lot of people out there just get their jollies out of destroying people virtually and out of hoping certain things just disappear and go away. And if you, like, imagine if Ethereum did disappear and go away. Imagine that. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm jumping to it. Like, no one's saying that's what Nick, Nick Carter's into, into Ethereum or anything. Like no. But no, um, if Ethereum actually was destroyed, like some of these pe people in the Bitcoin Inquisition wanted to be destroyed. 
so many jobs would go down the tube. So many people would lose money. So many people would get rid. Well, what would be the point? It's, it's, this is not a zero-sum game. They are creating things for people out there. They are creating wealth for people. Okay, Ethereum is creating wealth for people. I, I don't I don't see what what's the point of getting rid of uh, capitalism. Okay, and competition. I mean, I, I don't I don't see that you, you're going you're going toward fascism there, where that some centralized authority at, at his whim uh, decides what is good and what is bad, what should exist, what should be supported. Just let the market decide. And I think a lot of people- And it's not to say that you can't critique it, right? Like you can critique other stuff, but like, yeah. yeah. But but, but what is your end game? In your critique, a lot of these people's end game are, it's destroyed. There's only one Bitcoin. There's only, and there is only one Bitcoin. But Mm -hmm. if you believe, (laughs) the free market is a great thing. And there's sometimes during a free market, there's a lot of excess around. Okay, you deal with it. The excess will get- called out if it is illegitimate but who's to say that you decide what value is some people value ethereum so let them do that let the market the market has decided in what the true store of value is what the true you know unconfiscatable money is and uncensorable money is that is bitcoin that that is it's so obvious you know you go to uh, the the event in miami 20,000 people were there can Ethereum have a 20,000 person event? No, it, it cannot at, at, at this point. It cannot have an event as big as Bitcoin, okay? There are, Bitcoin is, it's got a, a great uh, participation rate, whatever you want to say. Now, there are, but there are plenty, but to say the opposite side of the spectrum, no one uses Ethereum. That's a lie. That's a lie. lie. You're yeah. living in a fantasy world. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that's wrong with certain toxic maximalist they're they're living in this world where they're denying reality that people use ethereum people are doing the DeFi stuff on ethereum people are doing uh, whatever it's called nft stuff on ethereum this is use people are paying large fees on ethereum and everyone's like well that's a lot of people are like oh it's fake nfts aren't real it's ether DeFi isn't real Okay, that's that's your opinion, but they people are paying those large Ethereum fees. Okay, to a point anyway. where Ethereum doesn't work. <laughs> Ethereum doesn't work right anymore. It's too many people mm. using using it. That's why fees are high on Ethereum. Too many people are using it. It is being used. Can you say that about any other cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin, Ethereum? really no so ethereum is special ethereum is the next ethereum i have said that for a while i don't believe that (laughs) people use solana and all these other things i I get the ethereum wannabes they use also but i don't don't think solana will uh, destroy ethereum i I don't think it i mean overtake ethereum i don't think it matters to if you're a big if you're confident a decentralist like i am who you know is Mm -hmm. most of my wealth is in, in bitcoin it doesn't matter if Ethereum or Solana wins. It just it's not, it's not it's, it, it, on their side of the battle. Let the best one win. But I think Ethereum is way. I mean, there are some passionate Ethereum teams out there, also. And you well, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they can actually scale this thing, right? I mean, that, that remains the the challenge, right? Like, can they scale it? Are they going to go to proof of stake? Can they survive proof of stake? Um, uh, well, that that is great. You bring all that up because. Even though I, I mean I, I am saying let let them let Ethereum do what it's going to do. You're a confident decentralist, so you don't care what Ethereum does if they pull up. I want them to pull it all off because I don't want it yeah. to be destroyed. I, well, I, I want a lot of people, and I think they will try it. It's centralized. That is why, or on a certain level, yeah. it is centralized. That is why it will work. Okay, that is why it will work. And again, that that's another reason I say Bitcoin won the un- unconfiscatable battle in store of because we've already seen Ethereum uh, turn back there. You know, we were around in 2016 when the Ethereum Classic thing happened. We remember that whole DAO thing. It, we that is the big that is a huge difference because that will always be in the back of anyone's head. If something goes incredibly wrong with Ethereum again, they could just turn it back. If this 2.0 thing gets pulled off and then they realize, uh oh, there's a big mistake. They'll just for the some centralized authority, yeah. Vitalik, will say, we'll correct it this way. 
And again, you, mm-hmm. some, or if there's a hack because of it, that the person, it, it, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, they will bail it, quote unquote, bail it out with some centralized fix. Great. But a reason Bitcoin people should pay attention to this and care is um, you go back to 2019, the summer of 2019, and we were still in the, the, you know, the, the bear market, basically, we were, uh, with, with Bitcoin. And the news came out that, you know, Facebook was going to do Libra and um, it pumped Bitcoin. It pumped Bitcoin. And I've been saying this for a while. I don't know if you've heard me say this yet, but when Ethereum pulls everything off, 2.0, first of all, there'll be all these articles saying, look, there's an ESG because they won't be, uh, it'll be proof of, it'll be proof of stake now. It won't be proof of work. Yeah, it'll be proof of stake. Uh, it'll be this. We got an ESG cryptocurrency now. Oh, right. these mainstream people will be hyping it up. Yep. There'll be sideline money. You'll come flying into Ethereum. At the same time, it's, it'll pump Bitcoin too. It'll, it'll really incredibly pump Ethereum. I mean, I, all these people that keep on saying, Ethereum will never get back to 7% or 8%. Dudes, it's so yes. obvious it's going to pump again faster than Bitcoin, but it's going to pump the whole cryptocurrency market, just like Libra did. And Libra never even happened. That was just a, a rumor. Yeah, this is, and, it, and it's, yeah. it's so funny. It's going to almost correspond to the same part of the down market that that happened in. Um, that, you know, so, so when, when Ethereum pulls off this 2.0, uh, or the first part of it. The other interesting thing is it's, it's going to take a while. There's like three parts to it, mm-hmm. two parts to it or whatever. Um, so that, that'll keep every successful thing Ethereum does with this centralized uh, reconfiguration of it. It'll pump Bitcoin every, every single yeah. So I wish them luck. I'm not, I'm not some crazy person that is wishing for the destruction, uh, wishing for Ethereum to fail. Because I know if it fails, it, it'll bring down Bitcoin. And but being a long-term thinker, I know in the end of the day that we're just we're one day closer to a Bitcoin all-time high. But I, I, you know, I, I like when I don't like when the Bitcoin price goes down. I don't like it. I like when it goes up. I'm a normal person. <laughs> I like I like I like happy things. I like positives. I like building. Okay, and anything going down that, that's a negative. And so I, I'm I'm an optimistic person. So when I see anything optimistic out there, I'm going to be pro that. For, for and so. What Bitcoiners need to sit back and we'll take a few steps back and just say, and think logically, if Ethereum pumps, if it pulls off 2.0, is this going to help Bitcoin? And I say, yes, I say, yes, it is. It's going to, it's going to have the price. It'll bring more normies into the space. It's it's marketing for for the whole for all cryptocurrency when when Ethereum. Um, we, we're kind of at a different stage now though, because like the so the SEC is probably going to regulate. Um, like really get a little bit more aggressive. I mean, a lot of these things that popped, a lot of these DeFi things, um, they were basically just straight Ponzi schemes, right? I, I think that's the problem, right? Like, like I don't, you know, people argue about Ethereum being like, oh, I had a pre-mine. I don't really care about the pre-mine, you know? Like, I guess maybe people, you should. And if they end up getting fined for it or whatever, but it's not like, even if, like, if they settle that with the SEC, it's not going to be the end of the world for Ethereum. It'll actually legitimize it once they get over that foot. And then, and then the DeFi stuff, a lot of these tokens, this sort of the tokens that backed the, 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 the yield itself, right. Um, all that stuff was just basically Ponzi schemes like that, that, like, I think the SEC, if they have any, any real role and strength like they're gonna have to look that up be like that's a little ridiculous um their equities without without a collateral right like they're there's you know there's no, there's nothing backing them right it was straight policies and then the stable coins are gonna get regulated um yeah, well, that, they fucking should like this this luna thing was ridiculous right i, I don't I, think I, mean, it, I don't think anything would be regulated but yeah but yeah you know, it was oh be, man i don't um, sec is uh well, for, well, there's a lot of SEC points that, that you bring up here. Uh, there's there's a couple things mm-hmm. to say about what, what I think. I think uh, Ethereum, you know, th- there's been government officials. I don't even remember which ones that said Bitcoin and Ethereum are the ones that are not um, are not secured. Yeah. But then Gary Gensler, Gary Gensler sort of said Ethereum might be. 
I think Ethereum's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna you know bribe their way through whatever. I think they made it through sure. the gauntlet. I think they made it through the gauntlet already. Vitalik was on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah. They found fa- they found their Satoshi. Um, he's he's gonna be environmentally friendly soon. He'll have that mm-hmm. on his side. Like, wait a second, you're going after me. I'm environmentally friendly. They're not. Well, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Leave, leave us alone. And I think that'll that'll work pretty well. What you said about DeFi being regulated and stable coins being regulated. I mean, Elizabeth Warren needs needs a target. They need some some. These are shields for Bitcoin. I've always said it. So that's another reason they should exist. They they are so they're centralized on a certain level that yeah, the the the, the crypto mommies of the world out there can say, hey, we made this safe for you, and so then they they just ignore Bitcoin. They won't go after Bitcoin. So I don't like the government going after anyone. Mm. I don't yeah. like the government. I take it to such an extreme. I don't think the government should go after Richard Hart or anybody like him. Why? Mm. Why? It's, it's like, um, <laughs> it's fun. it is funny though. I did, uh, you know, going off on a little bit of a tangent here because so many, we talk about putting people on pedestals. People worship uh, Richard Hart. People worship. Yeah, they do. They, they believe it like he is. <laughs> really and he understands that. He is a marketing master. He's probably yeah. also a, a sociopath. Or, Speaking or of cults, or, too, like he yeah, yeah, he, he formed the cult on purpose. He he. Yeah. I have been calling it an ego coin for a while. But this dude, Eric, it was Eric Wall. I forgot who it was. Eric had a debate with him, and I don't I don't usually like debates at all. I think they're ridiculous. You don't learn a lot. But what Eric said on this okay. Richard Hart uh, debate with Richard Hart, he said something that I've been saying for a while with Richard Hart. Why don't you go back to America? When was the last time you were in America? Why do you fear going to America? What, what's going on? Where is he? He's in Europe. But, but, but the, oh, yeah. And I have said for a while, there is no way Richard Hart will come back to America for the rest of his life. No. Because I, 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 the SEC, he'll be – because he it is – it's what they call a security. It's very, what he did – and I think anyone should be able to do what he did. I don't. I don't have a problem with anybody starting their own cryptocurrency. It's the it's the people's. So eighty percenters want a strong leader. This is how you know what happened in Germany in the nineteen forties. How that was able to everybody wanted a, a strong leader to tell them the way, to show them the way, to tell them the truth. And they go, and no matter how crazy what he says. People follow, you know, normal people follow those, what the Germans were doing. I mean, it is sickening. It's sad. It's, it's scary to think about. Um, but it's, it's the people's fault for some people cannot think for themselves. So Richard Hart provi- provides a, a, a service to so many ignorant people out there. And it is, yeah, you look at some of the people that, that, that follow him. It, it is the lowest of the low. I mean, in terms of IQ and stuff, it's, it's pretty obvious that some of these people do not have high IQs. But I mean, can we worry about this? I mean, this is not. This is not something I, I should be concerned about. How else are they going to learn? Which, what way are they going to learn, uh, you know, that they did the wrong thing? The only way is that they, when it all winds down one day, okay? So ego, so I, I do give, I had, I, I had been the only one saying that, why doesn't Richard Hart go back to America? It's because he knows the truth. He knows what he's done is, uh, but by the government, he's in trouble. He, he's in trouble with the American government. If he comes back, I don't, I don't think, but I'm saying, I don't think he should be. I don't think he should be. But rea- the rea- reality on the ground is this. Dudes, if you want to be the next Richard Hart of the world, don't do it in America because you will be in prison. You will find your butt yeah. in prison one day. You are an easy, centralized target right there. And, uh, but yet you're a shield of Bitcoin. So if he came back to America, oh, he'd be such a sh- he would be such a shield for Bitcoin. But uh, they would they would make a big deal out of him immediately. I, I think he, they would make an example out of him for sure. Oh my God, he would be the biggest example in in perhaps in the history of, of, of cryptocurrency in terms of prosecution. Um, but uh, but he made up all these he made up all these excuses during the internet when he was challenged with that. And I, I was glad he was challenged with that. He said, yo, I'm from Miami originally. I had to pull a gun on someone. America is, is dangerous. I want to I want to stay. And Eric kept on saying, why don't you go to Las Vegas? You have many fans in Las Vegas. They had an event for you in Las Vegas. And he just kept on saying, America is dangerous. Europe isn't dangerous. I, I don't want to be around. And he said, you know, there's Interpol here in Europe, and they can come after me anytime they want to. Yeah, it's, it's not the same as being <laughs> back on, on American soil. Where you land at that the second you land at that airport, 
they check. I, I don't think he would last a second. I, I think he'd be, huh. I, 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 I think they would come up with something immediately to detain him. And like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say, I think it's pathetic that a government um, doesn't let the true free market to run itself because it has mm. to protect everyone. But you just said, I mean, I think we are a different opinion on that, that stable coins should be regulated. I don't, I don't think any, I think regulation is guilty until proven innocent. I think that's all regulation is. Is, yeah, is, here's the thing. Here's my argument about stable coins. They're, they're, the trust of a dollar stable coin is imported. This is actually the, the, what the Fed argues too. It's like it's importing the trust from the Fed. And the Fed is, has some, some sort of oversight, right? And even if it's you know, questionable. And, and so you're extending the, 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 the reach of the Federal Reserve. And then, but you're kind of printing money. I mean, it, at some point it's counterfeiting, right? Like if you can just create a tether coin and then like issue an equity shit coin in the back and like, you know, just play some finance games. At what point is it counterfeiting? Um, I I don't, I don't, I think uh, you should be able to say, I am creating. I think this, this Luna thing is ridiculous. Like $3 billion, you know, plus, right. How many billions of dollars? Like, well, I think, I think tether shows that I, I, I believe that tether is not fully backed. Uh, you're, 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 well, you're extrapolating is saying that, okay, you've created a stable coin and thus you're saying that behind this stable coin, I actually have a dollar somewhere for this. Okay. And thus I am relying on the federal reserve, you know, dollars here. And if I'm lying that I don't have federal reserve dollars backing this up, then, you know, the federal reserve, the people in charge of federal reserve, the government should be able to go after me for lying. But I, I think what a stable coin is, you're saying, they're saying it's worth a dollar. Let the market decide this thing's really worth a dollar. It, do I have a better dollar than the Federal Reserve dollar? And I think Tether, what, what, the, what the market is saying right now, is that that dollar is better than a Federal Reserve dollar. You could do more mm-hmm. things with it. You could send it more places. It, could be, it, it can't be stopped by the government. And that is what's giving it some of its value. I bet it's about 70% backed or something like that by real Federal yeah. Reserve dollars in some bank account somewhere. But I think it's just it's an incredible experiment. The tether thing is just an incredible yeah. experiment. In so saying- I think I think it is interesting. I think stable coins are definitely um, a natural innovation. Like they to yeah, the so- point where you know the, the federal federal banks want to launch their own stable coins, so to speak. Like they want to launch their CBDCs, which are you know. Um, but I think it's tricky. So like this this kind of looks like what what I understand uh, banking was before the Federal Reserve. It was, you know, private banks that would issue paper, you know, as credit in, in order to, in exchange for, uh, as investment into actual businesses, right? And then they would like investment banks. And then when the money would just, I guess, float around, then when it came back to the bank, the bank would just sort of like reduce it from the balance sheet or keep it in treasury. But basically that's how, that's how the supply of money that they created would shrink again when the money would come back to the bank. That's that would be a, a, a much more reasonable banking sort of structure. I mean, let's face it, Luna was basically a bank. It's an algorithmic crypto bank. The problem is that there is nothing backing the tokens. Like Luna, Luna's stability, like like the success of USD, the USD, USDC. No, it was used. The fuck was it called? Um, what was the ticker for this coin? This stable coin. Oh, it was so um, silly. I, it was kind of confusion. It was Luna. The USD, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, 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 US, whatever. It, it looked like the Tether one, which combined, which confused people too. It was TUSD. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, it was, somewhat, it was. It was somewhat confused. What? It was something like that. So, I mean, I think I think we're we need to. <laughs> it's just this weird thing, right? Like they, they, the reason I say it should be regulated is because there's already regulations that clearly would apply to them. And we're not going to get rid of the regulations that came out of the great depression, probably unless another great repression came and like, we realized we decided that that's the cause. Right. But like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I understand the libertarian. It's interesting. As a, it all fall, no, no, you're, you know, you're, not, like, you're not an American and you're saying that the SEC, I mean, I, I, I don't you feel that there's also like, what, what, what right does the United States have to, uh, to govern all uh, uh, 
stable coins on earth. I mean, I mean, fair enough. Well, they're using the dollar, right? Like if you're stable coining the dollar. Okay. Okay. That's, a, okay, that's, that's like important. If you use the word dollar, if you use the word dollar, but you could, okay. Yeah. Th th there, there you go. If, if you use the, yeah, it was the US, you know, like you're kind of, you're kind of borrowing the name, right? You're kind of like, you're, it's kind of like a franchise, right? Like you're like, oh, we're McDonald's. It's like, are you really McDonald's, right? Because McDonald's has meaning, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's sad that we've gotten into this. There should have always been, because there's there's nebulous aspect of it is because we, we've allowed there to be, not be a separation of money and state. And you go back to the 1800s when there's there was much more of a separation of money and state. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think we, what we've just seen you, does resemble something from the late 1800s, 1800s a little bit. But there's, back then also, they had the gold backing it. That was, that was yeah. like, okay, we're, we're let, lending this out, but you'll know that there's gold backing it, and you'll have to trust us that the gold's there. And it was wildcat banking, whatever they want to call it. I think now that there's you, a lot, utility gives a lot of value, okay? That you're a, you're able to you know send it easily and, and you know, defy it so easily and so that's something important to to you know factor in when you're when people are deciding how they value something that is called a stable coin. Uh, I think mm -hmm. nowadays because of technology, people you know don't necessarily care what's backing it up. They care about the awesome technological utility. And I think there is some awesome technological utility to all this, especially when governments with their money are going in a complete different di dystopian direction of, you know, monitoring everything you do and being able to turn you off. And mm. so the utility of a private uh, stable yeah. coin is that you can't be turned off. They can't, it can't be confiscated. You can do what you want to do. You're not, you can spend it but on it what you want to spend though. it. The Fed coin, you're going to be only able to spend it on certain things. Certain Fed, Fed we say United States, well, we're, 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 United States is going to. So have hold on, because like all the stable coins I know of can be confiscated. Like they can be frozen. In like you might have the private keys, but they have the the balance sheet. And yeah, so like yeah, yeah. even if it's on the blockchain, they can still like turn off your tether. Yeah, yeah, or, like, but the the, the, like, the likelihood of that happening, it, it's a much greater bet. Your Bank of America is going to shut you down for sending two bucks to Canada for a, a, a truck rally. No, I'm talking it, about like Tether, the corporation can shut down. Yeah, they can, can, they, can it's like it's centralized, but it, it's it's better than the government version of Tether, which is just the United States dollar. It's definitely better. Yeah. It's definitely better, yeah. No, so it's a lot easier to use. Yeah. That's and, the and, utility. Yeah. That's the utility right there. Yeah. That, and, and that so just, let's just clarify the... Yeah, let me just clarify what I mean by regulate. So I think I think probably the institutions, the Asian institutions need to be integrated into the legal system to some degree. So you have recourse and there's like, you know, certain standards. But then again, like these banks can go fractional reserve up to like, apparently the, the collateral uh, requirements are down to zero again, um, or like, or, or there are like 2% or something. So you can, you can have crazy amount of leverage and fractional reserve with this bank. So it's not like the regulation is going to do much. What I wouldn't like is for like full KYC. I think that's a real threat. They want they want full biometric KYC, sort of like deep surveillance over everything in the economy. That's their um, point. And yeah. that I wouldn't support. So that 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 is well, we're we're ending up FedCoin. It's going to be so easy to implement FedCoin. I can't believe they have not done it yet. That is going to solve the the financial crisis that we're in right now. It's going to be it is. They're going to print out free money. You know, okay, you you were part of a racially oppressed group. Your uh, your family was slaves back in, uh, you know, 1822. Um, now, you, here, here's how you're going to, um, you know, g give us all your information. Uh, you're, you're, we're giving you $100,000 of uh, FedCoin right now in your new Federal Reserve account. Um, you can spend it on anything until you say X, Y, Z. Uh, or, well, this, this part is your allotment for food. You can only spend this on food. I mean, there's going to be so many different uh, uh, restrictions, but people are going to think like, I'm getting a hundred thousand freaking dollars. This is awesome. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting it, it. And it's, 
you know, it, it'll it'll boost the economy. It'll allow negative interest rates. Uh, I one of the things I foresee is that uh, the, the government will uh, give a you know t- to buy a house. You're going to be able to get a Fed coin loan, and you know not everyone might be able to up, up, up get this interest rate. Maybe if you're part of a press group, um, you'll get a, a negative 10% interest rate. Negative 10% for mortgages. We will get there one day. Negative 10%. Yeah. People will still default on their, their houses, um, which uh, would be – and that, that'll be great for the uh, the system because then they'll just, you know, re, they'll take your house away even if you couldn't pay the negative 10% interest rates. I mean, your, your payments are going to go lower and lower every month, but some, most people won't be able to do it. But yeah, I, I believe it is going to be fascinating to see what uh, FedCoin enables people to do to normies. And that, uh, that, that'll that boost the prices of houses even more. It'll give everybody the American dream. Now you negative 10% interest rate, you get your, and still they'll default. Still the, they'll end up poor, still end up poor and indebted to the government and become government. That'll be the irony behind it, that some of these people are going to get negative 10% interest rates on their housing loans. Uh, because their ancestors were slaves, but in the end of the day, they will become bigger and bigger financial slaves to the government as the process goes on. But hey, that's their own. That, that's a, It's out there. I'm putting it out there right now. But so many people will be unable to resist this temptation. But like, whatever. I can't deny. Wow. I, I cannot deny reality. I can't deny what is going, we all, they're yeah. not, the United States government isn't hiding anything. The Canadian government isn't hiding anything. They are, mm-hmm. we're experimenting with uh, central bank digital currency. The, the woman in Europe, uh, the, whatever her name, Lagarde, biggest, um, I mean, she's the biggest woke uh, bureaucrat of them all. She's not hiding anything. She's like, yeah, we're going to have our, they're going to have their centralized bit. And, and that Bitcoin is horrible because, you know, you could do bad things mm-hmm. with it. But with this, you're not going to be able to do bad things. Mm-hmm. It's all out there, but most people. You're not able to do good things either. If you, if you, if you try to donate to the wrong political party or like the, you know, uh, an activist group that goes against the establishment in some way, like it's going to be the same thing as in Canada. They're going to, right. They're going oh, to, it's going to be, hard. it's going to be much worse. It's going to be much, much worse, worse because at, at, at a certain point, everyone's going to get hooked on their FedCoin account so much. They won't have cash anymore. They won't have any alternatives. Right. So, like, they'll be starving. I mean, they'll be willing to do anything to get their FedCoin account again, okay? So, uh, yeah, p- people will follow the government edict. Whatever Very party compliant. is in power, yeah. whatever the latest rule is, you best believe they're going to go – by that school of thought, by that line of whatever, they're, they're going to worship that thing in fear mm-hmm. that they're going to lose their FedCoin account. So it's 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 like heroin. It's like it's like whatever. They're going to get you addicted at first with a little bit of a freebies, and then when it's time to do what they really want to do to you, control and monitor, it'll be so easy. It'll be so easy, mm-hmm. and they will be able to have a. When I say they, I mean the, the government. It's not not so mysterious. Again, mm-hmm. they're not hiding anything. They will be they're able to, hiding uh, They'll be able to have some really strong control over the economy, and uh, that yeah. will uh, and cool. it will keep you know the masses fat and uh, pre, you know occupied with with other things. So they won't complain about gas prices. They won't complain. So they'll so pay- how do you see Bitcoin sort of playing uh, in that environment? Oh, yeah. So the 20 percenters who are smart, it's a way to just uh, not get into that trap. Just do not get into that. You you will still be able to say what you want to say. The government is going to come after people uh, and arrest people who say I'm against the president. They're not going to do that at all, because when they got 80 percent of the freaking population hooked on FedCoin, they'll be able to fight financially enslave those people, do whatever they want to do to them financially. People like uh, uh, people that value their wealth in Bitcoin who are, you know, have Bitcoin, who are not reliant on FedCoin or, or third parties, we're going to be able to say what we want to do, move where we want to move, own what mm-hmm. we want to own, do whatever we want. They'll just ignore us. They don't, they don't care. They'll have so much control over so much power because of FedCoin. Just the Bitcoin people, it will be a joke to them. Like, what, what is this? 
Who cares that Adam Meister is calling, you know, Elizabeth Warren a complete power, that President Warren a complete power freak? Uh, so what? No, no one, no one's going to do, he's not going to be able to influence the people that we influence, the 80 percenters, because we own them. We own them. So Bitcoin is just a way to maintain your, your, your true freedom, to understand what the word freedom means. To, it is just a way to, it's, it's the only reason. I mean, so many people are like, I didn't get into Bitcoin because of the greed. I got it because of technology. Okay, I'm in it cool. because I of financial freedom. I don't want anyone able to take yeah. away my wealth and take away my ability to say whatever, to not be canceled. I can't be canceled now. I can't. I can keep on saying, you know, you know, private uh, companies can kick me off their platforms, whatever. But I can, I can still say everything. Mm -hmm. If I get kicked off a platform, it's not going to ruin my life. I still have all my Bitcoin. I still have all my value. I can still send it anywhere all, over the world. So, Bitcoin is just a way to to maintain financial sanity and financial freedom uh, to people who value mm -hmm. those things. But most people don't value those things. They like being comfortable slaves. Uh, living mm -hmm. in a, a comfortable dystopia. It, it, it just, it, it, and that's the reality of the world. And so many big, there are Bitcoiners that think they have to be on a mission. I have to make all the 80 percenters realize they need to own Bitcoin. And it is horrible what the, what the central banks are doing to these people with inflation. And yeah, inflation is horrible. So make sure mm -hmm. you don't get destroyed by inflation. I made sure of that mm -hmm. a long time ago. Okay. I like, in, in 2016, I got rid of all my money. I mean, like, I had some of it, but whatever, not all. Like, I had to sell houses and all this crap, you know. I've, I've got enough to live on, my, my fiat for a while. But I don't, you know, I value my, I, I, you know, I was practiced what I preached. I got as much Bitcoin as I freaking could and taking it into account, you know, the, the long-term future, how long this this fiat's going to last me. And so, and so like, you know, I, I've been in this position for a while. So it's a, but like, I don't worry about, these more people who are just not very smart, who are very impulsive, who've been living through the last, you know, the last 13 years, they've seen so many wild things. It just gets wilder and wilder every year. And, yeah. and but there's yet yet there are Bitcoiners that are like, they think they have to sacrifice their time to like reach out to these people and be like, you must get into Bitcoin. Okay. You must and if we're living in a world where most people aren't into Bitcoin and are still living in the fiat world, that somehow we're a failure. That somehow it, it's sad. It's somehow it's horrible for me personally. Get over yourself, dude. You're not, you, you, you're not a prophet. You're not here to save the world. You, you did what you did. You said what you said. There's only so much you can do. It's Alex yeah. Svetsky's remnant articles. I mean, that that's what it's all about. Just like mm. what it, you, you said, we, you and I, we tried our best. We've been talking about this for years and years. Mm -hmm. If people are going to be stupid, that is the beauty of the free market. People and the beauty of free speech and the beauty of just freedom. Just, yeah, you are free to do stupid things and they have consequences. But you can't rely on some person out there to bail you out intellectually forever and ever and ever and ever. If you're not going to listen to the smart people, then pay the price. If you are a smart person, you are not obligated to save these people. And guess what, dudes? Bitcoin isn't becoming the world reserve currency. I don't think it is. I think most people love their, their fancy sets and graphics. They love the breaded surfaces. And if that makes them happy to, to die of diabetes and, and, and you know, seed oils and all this other stuff and believe and get shots just to fit in, to have the white picket fence, to have the nice big house because somebody of a different race had a nice, and, and to have the government subsidize your nice big house for a negative 10% interest rate. So you can say you live in the white neighborhood now or whatever. You you made, you you, you moved on up like George freaking Jefferson, okay? With help from the government ticket. If that's your dream and you're willing to have shots because of it and have the children have, you know, sacrifice your children's future or whatever. And that's great. I'm not here. You know, you, you can't see reality. Great. Whatever. But yeah, I, I think Bitcoin will solve problems of a lot of people. The Bitcoin space is growing and growing and growing. It's right now. How many people on earth are on Bitcoin? Like what? 2% of people. And I mean, I don't know if it's even that high. It might get up to 20% one day. That would be freaking awesome. Wouldn't it? That would be amazing. 20% of the people on Bitcoin. Do you know how freaking oh, yeah. much? 
Bitcoin will be worth in, in terms of fiat for you fiat freaks out there. If 20% of people own Bitcoin on earth, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible to, 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 to but, but, but most, some people are like, no, it must be a hundred percent. No, it mustn't. I mean, yeah. why? 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 We'll see how it but goes. Like, yeah. be, be a confident decentralist. Not everything has to be Bitcoin. I mean, that that's the way of the free market that people can do, can make their own mistakes. And that's it. People are always going to make mistakes. We cannot, cure, Bitcoin isn't going to cure that. And that's, I mean, some people really think that Bitcoin is the Messiah. That once Bitcoin takes mm -hmm. hold, everything will be perfect forever and ever. Yeah. No, listen, people are still going to make mistakes. Yeah.